Get your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. 22 more days have to pass before we start Blues training camp for the resumption of the 2019-2020 season. And hopefully hockey will be able to crown a new Stanley Cup champion. We head into the Blues booth right now and joining us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, as he does every Wednesday, is Blues Analyst on FS Midwest, Darren Pang. Panger, good to have you with Michelle and Randy. How are you doing? Randy, Michelle, it's great to be with you as well. Hope your Wednesday morning's going fine. Panger is going great, and I wanted to roll back uh, memory lane one more time with you. We had our anniversary of the Blues Parade here recently, so if you can take us back, what's your greatest memory from that day, from the Blues Parade down market? Boy, I've got a lot of great memories. Uh, number one, I had an Uber drop me off. My uh, my daughter, Sammy, and her husband, Luke, we, we got an Uber. We thought we were ahead of the game. I had to be down in the offices early uh, because all the broadcasters had to put on a, a golf shirt that was a Stanley Cup championship golf shirt. And as you know, by that day, I might have been a little bit foggy. You know, I mean, it was a couple of days of celebrating, and and I thought I was ahead of it. So we got dropped off on the other side of Market Street, and I thought that I could just cross the street and go into the offices the morning of the parade. So um, that was quite an adventure, getting across the street, getting several police officers to escort me across the street uh, before this, before the parade ever started. So that was a good way to start it. And then um, I tell you, the the parade itself, I got a lot of great memories about the parade. Um, I think having, you know, having my my daughter and my my son-in-law there uh, with the champagne and popping beers and yelling with the crowd and the energy that was there and... um, I, that was something that you, it just leaves such a mark in your memory. You just will never forget the sounds, the looks, the crowd. Um, that was, so that was something. And then I kind of transitioned into when we got on stage and there's still nothing like Brett Hull going on stage and saying, we went blues, <laughs> <laughs> but looking out and seeing, you know, on, on stage, I, I got to interview uh, John Hamm who'd been, you know, who'd have gotten to know the last, maybe three years and on the road, we'd go out and have dinner, have a couple of cold ones or whatever. And during the playoff run, um, it was really a lot of fun to be with John. Um, we, uh, we went to the same restaurant before, you know, before all the games that the blues won. So we sat in the same seats. Uh, but on that, uh, being on stage and being able to interview Jordan Bennington and Larry Robinson, I interviewed and he, I mean, it was his 10th Stanley cup ring for crying out loud. So, uh, just, Seen everybody, seen Doug Armstrong overlooking his his staff and how proud everybody was. I, I, that's those are the things that you remember because you know, you you guys know. I mean, it may not happen again, and I you know I don't. That's not going to happen. But you, you you can't take it for granted. You have to remember it is a very very special event. It's a very difficult league to win in, and it's a, an honor to win in. So these guys did it, and the whole city of St. Louis got to got to. You know, it's got to be a part of that, and that's that'll that 
that makes it special for a lot of people. Listen, I had a, I had a friend of mine's father pass away, uh, Taz Barry. I, I know you guys probably know the Barry clan in St. Louis, and mm-hmm. I'm a big golfing fan, and uh, we had the Stanley Cup for about two or three hours uh, uh, after it was all settled down, I think September 25th, and uh, I went to Jay McGraw's is on Maryland and Clayton, and I interv- and I and I I said to Taz, I said, bring your you know bring your dad and bring your brother and come on out there, and uh, and he and he did. His dad wasn't in very good shape at the time; he was in a wheelchair and and uh, and what have you. And uh, he passed away just a couple of weeks ago. But I, that's a, just another great memory that somebody got to share in that moment, which I think is incredible. Yeah, that's fa- that's fantastic, and that's that's what winning the cup is all about: is that you're able to uh, help people experience complete mm-hmm. the, that, that that experience. Panger, I'd heard about those dinners with the uh, Mike Claiborne was telling me about the John Ham dinners. Uh, who was uh, the the ringleader there? Who started that uh, superstition? Wow. Well, I think the ringleader is always Chaser, like in in terms <laughs> of getting everybody, just getting everybody together. You know, he's the, he makes the calls and. At one point, uh, it was just kind of a whole lot of his, you know, a lot of buddies, and everybody's there for the final. So, uh, guys that he knows well, and, and I know well, and uh, Steve Levy and, and Barry Melrose, uh, you know, Levy and, and Melrose, longtime partners of mine at, when I was at ESPN, and and uh, both obviously know Chaser well. So that was kind of started one night, and then, you know, then uh, boy, who else was there? We we just had so many guys there, and then it. You know, I, but I could tell, and, and Holly was there, but we could tell where, where like, uh, what John Hamm was on the end, and we were out in the patio, and the weather was beautiful. And we were kind of concerned maybe that all the fans would come there. I mean, everybody sees John Hamm, especially especially the females. They're just like, whoa, John Hamm. And so they're all going over there getting pictures and taking selfies and getting video clips, and he couldn't have been kinder. I mean, he just is a gentle soul and treated everybody extremely nice. So once we knew that that was a good spot to be in, then, and we, we, we stayed in that uh, corner the whole time. Panger, when we were sharing different videos and things that Randy and I had from that parade day, one of the things that I shared was a video of Ryan O'Reilly. And Randy and I started talking about him and just what an important piece of the puzzle he was for the Blues to eventually get it done, to eventually get that Stanley Cup championship. And I said to Randy, while everyone on that team provided something important, I don't know if the Blues get there without the leadership and the work ethic and everything that Ryan O'Reilly contributed to that team. Well, boy, you got to give Doug Armstrong a lot of credit here. He he's had his eyes on Ryan O'Reilly for a long time, and many thought Ryan was going to be a first rounder in his draft. You've got to remember that these general managers and their pro scouts, you know, they always go back to the draft. They always go back to the players they like then, and uh, and you know, so I know that Army was very diligent in hammering out that deal, and it was a deal of the century. So let's get that right out of the way. Um, every time I dealt with Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, I remembered at the draft, his general manager uh, in the Ontario Hockey League, Sherry Bassins, his name. I've known Sherry Bassins for many, many years. Uh, when, I, when I played in the Ontario League, and he's always been a gentleman, he came up to me in the draft and he says, he says whoever gets that Ryan O'Reilly, whoever gets that Ryan O'Reilly, they're getting a stud. This guy's a stud. This guy can play. And, I, and then he relayed a story. I, he played with a broken jaw one game, and he didn't even – you know, so he went on and on, and I'm I'm at the draft, and I'm waiting for Ryan O'Reilly to go, and he went 31st or 32nd overall to Colorado, and so I've always followed him from that time, just just because of a, a friend in Sherry Bass and going to bat for him, and uh, his his just his his work his work ethics contagious, but he he doesn't force it down your throat. Um, it's his ability to get along with people. It's his uh, it's his 
ability to see the game and see the day. He sees every day clearly um, and just goes to work. I just can't believe for the life of me, and I haven't said this very often, but I heard some things out of Buffalo about Ryan, and, and they threw him out of town, basically. And that's why he said at the end of his last year there that he was sick of losing and sick of being in a losing environment. So I felt bad when he came to St. Louis and we lost early on, that the, the boys couldn't get it together early on. And I remember that Buffalo writer coming in and kind of insinuating that you're, oh, in another losing environment, aren't you, Ryan? Kind of like that. And I was standing beside him, and I was kind of I was, I was irritated. And for Ryan O'Reilly to win the Stanley Cup and to win the Conn Smythe Trophy, and, I mean, what a, what a just a great moment for a young man that, that's really fought through it. And he's, got, he's a good person, and he's a good leader, and everybody loves the guy. And ultimately, that trade got uh, Jason Botterill and that entire Buffalo front office blown yes. up again yesterday. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Well, from what, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of troubles there, and impatience is one of them. Yeah, there's there's impatience, and and I, you know, I, that trade didn't help them at all. I don't think they wanted to take on any money for that trade. They wanted future players and prospects and picks, and instead they did, you know, they took a contract in in. Uh, uh, in um, who they did? And Sabonka and, and they were they were, they were they were fortunate that that Berglund actually, you know, reti- like lost his contract. I mean, otherwise they were they were up for three point seven five for another three years on that deal. So I mean, you know, that was one of those deals that Army knew what he wanted. And he got it. And he gave up a prospect. He gave up a first round pick. But at the end of the day, he got the best player and he stole that one. Yeah, no doubt. Panger, by the way, for Buffalo, last ten years, six head coaches, four GMs, three team presidents. There's, you know, look at, I mean, us in St. Louis, we should be very fortunate that, uh, you know, you know when, when John Davidson handed over the reins to, to Doug Armstrong, we've done nothing but win. We've done nothing but compete. I don't think any team has had more playoff games uh, than what Doug Armstrong has put together here in St. Louis. So, I mean, you, you look at other situations and it's not that way. So we've got to, we're very fortunate. That's for sure. Panger, always good to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. We'll talk to you next week. My pleasure. Have a great day, guys. You too. See you later.